Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junkman, back here with yet another exciting episode of Junkman Radio here at OC Sound Studios in Anaheim, California. Your one-stop shopping for recording your band and rehearsing your band and lockouts available and, of course, broadcasting, such as what I'm doing today. So, How's everybody doing? Hope okay? Getting through the lockdown and uh, above and beyond. Things are starting to open up little by little. Little bits of live music happening here and there and restaurants and hopefully bars and all the rest of the things that go along with it pretty soon. But uh, in the meantime, we have me and you and a whole shitload of rock and roll. The best you'll ever hear from my personal collection. So get ready. It's Junk Band Radio. Brand new to start the show from Cheap Trick from In Another World. This is Light Up the Fire. Brand new from Cheap Trick. On Junk Man Radio. Crank it, kids!
to the river to throw myself in. My baby came along, she said, I can't wait. Worth the ground. Well, I feel like this. Where my baby can't be found. Yeah. I love you, honey. With my heart and soul. Love like God's is never gonna grow old. Love you in the morning, in the evening too. But when you run away, I get so
someone Cadillac, some pretty girl and someone It's a reggae day, all so sunny I say a Cadillac, some pretty girls and someone Cadillac, some pretty girls and someone It makes a reggae all so sunny
had enough, baby. I'm just getting started. Junkman Radio. That, uh, my friends, is Kenny Wayne Shepard. And uh, going back a number of years with that one right there. Let me up. I've had enough. That was covered by a lot of people, that particular song. But a whole lot of stuff, a lot of shuffles, you know. I'm a drummer, and a shuffle is a certain drum beat. And if you notice the... That particular set, if you happen to be a drummer or even a bass player or a guitar player, whatever, you know, you kind of noticed I threw in a few shuffles over there, which is something I could play all day long, man. I love it. But anyway, Rocket Set, hope you enjoyed that. Started things out with a brand new one from Cheap Trick, Light Up the Fire. Got to start it out rocking, man. Just got to do it. And then kind of went into that bluesy shuffle mode. You know, some people call it Texas blues. Some people call it Chicago blues. Some people call it whatever. I just call it good rock and blues music. And uh, who better to do it than the late, great Gary Moore? Gary put out those great blues records in the early 90s and unfortunately passed away. But he had some unreleased music that's just been released on an album called How Blue Can You Get? Where he's done some classics in his style that he's been known to do. You know, Gary was one of the, the most amazing guitar players I ever saw. Got to see him live and... He was so well-rounded. He could play great blues. He could play great shred, great rock, whatever kind of, you know, guitar that you like. And, uh, you know, really soft, intimate stuff as well, too. He just he covered all the bases, basically. But, uh, yeah, a great version of that uh, Freddie King number, I'm Tore Down. And I hope you like that. But, uh, yeah, brand new from Gary Moore. The late, great Gary Moore, that is. And, uh. Again, that record is called How Blue Can You Get? Go out and get it. All right, one of, one of my favorites, Luther Guitar Jr. Johnson and his uh, his Magic Rockers. <laughs> Say that with a full mouth or something, you know? Uh, a Pretty Girl, a Cadillac, and some money. Not necessarily in that order. You know, it could be a Cadillac, a Pretty Girl, and some money. Could be some money, a Cadillac, and a Pretty Girl. Or, you know, whatever you want to do. But anyway, I hope you dug that tune. That one just swings, man. Luther, Guitar Junior Johnson, and his Magic Rockers. I played Colin James and the Little Big Band. Colin, a Canadian rocker, and put out some swinging tunes with his Little Big Band. Kind of in that Brian Setzer Big Band frame of mind. But, man, I'm telling you, this stuff is just, it's its killer. And I hope you like that one right there, the old Jackie Wilson song, Let's Shout, Baby Workout, and Colin's take on that one. And that man can play some guitar, too, let me tell you. And he can sing his brains out. Real nice guy as well. If you ever uh, get a chance to look up some of his work, Colin James is his name. Speaking of James, Elmore James, the man himself, did the Madison Blues. Later on, that was covered by uh, Lonesome George Thurgood. But Elmore's version of that is just the one, man. That's the one. Again, finished up that set with Kenny Wayne Shepard and Let Me Up. I've had enough. Again, we're just getting started. So, me, Junk Man, you, the beloved listener, hope you're enjoying it. Let's get into something brand new. There's going to be a lot of new music I'm going to play for you, as you know. And this one I'm really excited about. Her first album in quite a while. I'm talking about the lovely Susie Quattro. Yep. Susie is back and badass as ever. And she's got a brand new record out called The Devil in Me. Here is the title track. Crank it up. New from Susie Quattro on Junk Man Radio. 
arms are all laid bare So please tell me when will I wake from this new nightmare
Junk Band Radio. Hoo-ah. <laughs> you got to say that. Hoo-ah. Back in, uh, back in the day, there used to be a radio station in Los Angeles called KMET. And they had a, just a lot of stuff going on. But one of the things they used to do was always go, hoo-ah. <laughs> back in the 70s and 80s. Now, speaking of which, that particular song, my friends, Black Sabbath, featuring the late, great Ronnie James Dio on the vocals. And Neon Knights, one of those ones that get you fired up. But yeah, I can hear them now. Back selling that with a big hoo-ah. <laughs> Let's give a junk band radio hoo-ah. Yeah. Loving it, baby. Just uh, getting you fired up with all kinds of great music. And again, I hope you enjoyed that set. A lot of cool stuff on there. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, the brand new one I started out with from Susie Quattro. That's right. The Devil in Me. Isn't that cool? Great to see Susie back on the scene again. If you haven't seen the documentary yet, Susie Q, I highly recommend it. You can know a whole lot about the stuff that she's gone through and has done. Just such a pioneer in rock and roll, especially for women in rock and roll. She's amazing. She's uh, she's first on my list for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, trust me. Silvertide, band from Philadelphia that, man, they broke up a number of years ago, but put out this one amazing album, and that song called Mary Jane was from that very record, and uh, wow, just, you know, unbelievable. Uh, Nick Perry, the guitar player, has gone on to uh, some solo stuff, and along with Brian Weaver, the bass player, they're playing together, and then, you know, the guys are, you know, scattered about, they're still playing, they're here and there. But such a great debut album, which unfortunately ended up being their only album. Uh, I believe it was called Show and Tell from Silvertide. And that goes back to the early 90s, I think. Yep, something like that. Maybe mid-90s. Maybe even late 90s. Don't know. Don't remember. It's a long time ago, so I can tell you. And the song's called Mary Jane, so there you go. <laughs> Ricky Warwick. That's right, who just uh, appeared on the Junk Band Radio Show just recently. And from his brand new record, that song was called You Don't Love Me. Great stuff on this album. If you haven't gotten it, well, again, search for the interview I just did with Ricky. We'll be reposting it again, I believe. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? But you can find it anywhere you want to. It's on SoundCloud here. You found me, right? You find some more of that. Find the interview. It's great. Ricky talks all about that brand new record of his. And uh, the people that he's that he's with on it, that my buddy Keith Nelson, who was formerly from the band Buck Cherry, you knew him from there, produced it, wrote a lot of stuff with Ricky, plays on it, as does Xavier Murray from Buck, that used to be with Buck Cherry too, and uh, Robbie Crane, who's played with a whole lot of L.A. bands, good guy, and plays with Ricky in uh, Black Star Writers. So, you know, lots of background on those people. <laughs> and we talked about it at great length. But, again, the record is out. Got to go get it. When Life Was Hard and Fast, that's the name of the record. And that song right there, again, You Don't Love Me. There's a video out for that one, too. It's pretty cool. Joe Satriani and the Lifestyle. <laughs> I could send that out to a uh, person that I know. That's for sure. Lifestyle. It's killing me. Nobody in the present tense, though. So put it that way. Just want to clear that up. 
Seether, they're brand new and bruised and bloodied. Isn't that a great song? Man, it makes you just want to go out and jump in a pit and have some fun. Get all that energy off you. And, of course, ended up with uh, Neon Nights for Black Sabbath. I was thinking about Ronnie James Dio just the other day, coming upon his uh, anniversary of his passing. And, man, what just such a great guy he was. Just a good listener and just a good person all around. And uh, we miss him a lot. All right, moving on. There's a new sheriff in town. That's right. These guys have done it all. They got a full-length album coming out very soon, probably by the time you're hearing this. I'm talking about Dirty Honey, and this is brand new from them. This is called California Dreamin', the latest from Dirty Honey on Junkman Radio.
when she was just five years old There was nothing happening at all Every time she turned on the radio There was nothing going down at all Then one morning on a Detroit station Couldn't believe what she heard at all
That record blows me away. That's Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators and Wicked Stone. 
Some of the best guitar work that Slash has ever done on those records that he made with that particular outfit. They're awesome. Always look forward to uh, whatever he's doing. I know uh, every summer, you know, maybe even this summer, you know, you're going to get your uh, your Guns N' Roses or, you know, something to do with Slash live. But, uh, man, I'm telling you, with, with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, that band flat out kicks ass. And I hope we see them again sometime live, as well as everybody else, you know. But, man, I love it. Wicked Stone. What a great set. You like that one? I dug it. That uh, started things out just full-on rocking, man, with Dirty Honey, their new one. Uh, the record is out April 23rd, the full length, and that's from it. That, uh, again, is called California Dreamin'. Great stuff. Cool video, too, if you get a chance to watch videos every now and then. Very inventive on that one. I like it a lot. Love Hate, one of my favorite bands out of the L.A. scene in the 80s. And Blackout in the Red Room. Just a killer, killer record. Man, that band was good. You know, various pieces and bits of them pop up every now and then. They'll do a reunion show, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know. The singer, Jizzy Pearl, is now fronting Quiet Riot. Yeah, I mean, whenever they did Love Hate, it was just, it was always fun. And back in the day, those guys were absolutely out of their minds. <laughs> uh, if you hear, like, you know, some of the Junk Man Radio um, little bits and pieces I got over here, like the intro and stuff like that, Johnny Love from that particular band, along with the late Nick Menza, uh, have done some stuff for me here. And, uh, you know, every now and then you can hear it. So pretty cool, huh? Alice Cooper is back. That's right. Detroit Stories is his latest. And he did a great version of Rock and Roll, the old Lou Reed song. Done by quite a few people. But, uh, man, just an awesome record of, of him just playing some some classics, you know? And Alice can can do whatever he likes because everything he does these days is, is amazing. His band is always the best. His live shows are always, always awesome. And his records, the last couple of records, have been some of my favorite of his career. This one included. Rival Sons, Long Beach, California's finest, and their title track for their Pressure and Time record followed Alice Cooper. I played Greta Van Fleet from their new one, and that's My Way Soon. Isn't that a great song? Very reminiscent of a lot of things, and not necessarily Led Zeppelin, okay, kids? I mean, these guys can go beyond that. And again, finished up with uh, Slash... And Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators with Wicked Stone. Hey, it's Junk Man. And on the line, I have a lady who I'm a big fan of. Um, <laughs> she is the lead singer of the killer band out of Philadelphia called Soraya. And her name is Zuzu Mansour. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's nice to be here, Junk Man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while because, you know, I listen to a lot of music, a whole bunch of it, and every now and then something grabs me, and I'm just, I got to get this band on, and luckily I was <laughs> able to find the right avenues to do that, and you were available. I know I had to cancel out a couple of times due to scheduling and things like that, but uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on the show, and uh, congratulations on so much stuff. I mean, you guys are very, very accomplished. And, uh, Thank you. It's been cool. I, I listen to a lot. If uh, any of you out there listen to uh, XM Radio and you listen to Little Stevens Underground Garage, you're very aware that Stephen 
plays a lot of bands, like as many as I do, probably a lot more. But he's also got his own record label, which is Wicked Cool Records, and you guys are on Wicked Cool Records and have done amazing things with this band. And uh, you've got some new product out, and you've got a new uh, single out, which I'm going to play. We're going to yep. talk about, yeah. and also, you know, your record that came out the well, January of 2020. The, your record, uh, "Dig Your Roots," was released, and you didn't get to tour like everybody else. Um, I guess the first question that I would have to ask you would be: Tell us about your 2021. Have you recorded? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, you got a single that's out right now, but I mean, is is it has it been kind of like a working time off for you, or is it just been more of a a wait and see kind of thing. Well, actually for us, we, we've been working. Like we just, uh, like you said, we had a record come out. Um, we were actually already on the road promoting it. And we just got it actually that we had early copies of it the week before um, the, you know, COVID was con- called a pandemic and everything started shutting down. So we were already on West coast uh, touring a little bit, but um, you know, so as soon as we came home, we still had a record to promote and we um, had to stay connected, which was good for mental health as well as every other reason um, for the record as well. But this year um, we were we were hopeful from the get go. Like we had a, a local station here debuted our single on New Year's Eve right at midnight, which was exciting. And the single came out January 8th. So it's been out a while now, but it's um, it's been just growing and growing and growing and 2021 has been like pretty active for us we've been really trying to write a new record like hardcore like we we write it then we meet up we pre-produce it then we demo it then we go back in we write another one then we pre-produce it then we do it and record it and so we're trying to get like you know as many songs as we can together for that so that's been going on since january plus like shows have been um starting to um be booked for the summer and fall so um that's starting again which is a strange whole strange dynamic to absolutely booking right now um (laughs) and you know so it's just you know because it's been over a year it's been almost a year and a half since we right by the time we play again it'll be a year and a half i mean that was a live stream that was the last time you guys were on stage together or is is it a year and a half no oh no we we've done so many live streams but uh, our actually our last live stream we were doing them fairly regularly and doing like recordings for festivals that we'd record three songs um video and audio and we put that together so we were really active all summer last summer into the fall and 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 this year so far, um, the only thing we've cut down on are the live streams because we did one in January in New York at the Bowery Electric. Um, mm-hmm. And then that was the last one we actually did because we've been writing so much. So but typically, even when it's not, you know, things aren't what they are right now, um, early, early spring and late or like winter and early spring, we tend to be writing and demoing anyway. So it's it's kind of like we're in the right process like we normally are right now. Right. Um, and just a year just later. Just a little more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you got a hell, so of, like, you got a hell yeah. of a tour coming up, too. I understand you're going to be opening up for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That's got to be a thrill. Yeah, I mean, right now we only have the one date, but we're hoping for more. Um, when we had left it last year, that was the plan. So, Well, she doesn't do tour a lot. You know, she doesn't do a whole lot of shows anymore. So that's got to be very, very cool. You know, obviously being a female rocker, you know, she's the lady. Yeah. She's the one you want to be around, you know? Yeah, she's my hero. I mean, she always was. And um, just to get to open for as many times as we already have 
and her fans embrace us, which is really exciting. So it's like you're playing with someone you want to play with. She's awesome as a human being. Yeah. Um, she's a great, easy person to open for. Her whole team loves us. We love them. So it's like a really ideal situation. So I'd love to just be with her forever. But, well, you know, I mean, uh, she's got other other things, too. But but yeah, as many as many times as we are capable and she allows it, we will be opening for her. For that's eternity. Terrific. I mean, I don't care. And but, uh, but yeah. It's she, awesome. She's very aware of you guys. She's seen you guys live and, uh, you know, just anything like that. Are you, are you yeah. aware? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Right. We opened for her on her birthday actually last Wow. One of the last times we were local was like her birthday. And then a week later we opened again. So we, we play with her a lot in Jersey when she, we plays the theaters in Jersey. And then I think, yeah. And then this, this, we're starting to expand out a little bit. We're going to Albany, New York is the next one. So um, we'll see where else we go. We're trying to bring it a lot of places. People seem to want it, so it's a good thing. Well, come back out here to L.A. That's where I'm at, man. I'm dying to see it. So I, I, I can't believe I haven't yet. You know, I'm, I used to keep my ear to the ground about things, but as you know, yeah, obviously a year went by where you know there was nothing. So, but yeah, do the the first single. This is just so great. Of this brand new one, it's called Tight Lipped. I love this song. I can't wait. Oh. I want to play it like three times in a row. I like it. <laughs> That much, but uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's way cool. It's wicked cool, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, how did this song come to be? I mean, tell us a little bit about this particular track. I know the video is out too, and it's very cool. And there's a big stories about the about who directed the video and stuff. But talk about the song, like you know, this particular song. What's it all about? How did you come up with it? And uh, you know, tell us how yeah. Soraya works up a tune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last January, January 2020, we knew our album was coming out in a couple of months. It came out March 13th. And we normally kind of like don't start writing till the album's been out. And I said, we should we should just keep writing. We've been writing. Let's just keep writing. And because once you're in that vein, it just gets better and better. Like if you stop and then you just write for the album, it just changes it a little bit. It takes a minute. So we were writing in January and um you know, I had been reading some stuff and Ophelia came up a lot and I just a lot like a lot about, um, you know, like this woman who drowned herself at the end of the Shakespearean play and, uh, over this guy who went crazy and, and she went crazy. And I was like, that's like the terrible story. Like, but it kind of related to this idea I had about, you know, um, just oh, like keeping your mouth shut and like and, and not saying like it's not like keeping your mouth shut and being like somehow subjugated but you're doing it to yourself like where you're you're saying yes to things you want to say no to or you're saying yeah that's great but really you're like that's not really what i want like i i did that a good part of my my life and and i'd say a good part of like my early when i started playing like i take things that i i'd just be grateful for but but there's this weird line of being grateful and at the same time you're like but i want more than that so it's like it's like saying it's okay to want more than that i said how can i say that in a way that's that's empowering and um tight lips came to mind after we'd been writing it we'd met a couple times to to write travis smith and i wrote that one and we write most of the soraya songs together because we've been writing together a long time um, that's your bassist yeah it's, it's our bassist and he's just he's like a phenomenal writer um musically like he just writes these these riffs and these ideas and he brings tones to the guitars when he sends them to me that i 
I almost get the words from that. So it's, he had this really cool riff and, and it, it just was like really greasy and sexy. Yep. And I'd been listening yep. to another band at the time. And I really like the idea of stops and songs, you know what I mean? Like where you stop mm-hmm. and you say the title line. So I deliberately wanted to do that with this song as we were writing it. And then we were just listening to so much diverse stuff at the time that I think the song came out differently. We just didn't want to do a typical like C-section. I was like, let's do something with weird harmonies. And he had this really cool riff and, then we added the ascending guitar line later in production. So it's like it all came together as it was supposed to. But it was like we were just in a really cool frame where we were listening to a lot of music at the same time and sharing it with each other and adding it into those ideas into tight lips. So it was so many influences like congregating into this song. And it was just it happened over two or three sessions and it was done. And we brought it to the band and and that only took a few sessions and we were ready to go. Of course, then we didn't get to record it till September, but still um, it was done and we had rehearsed it so many times and tried different things with it. So we got a adequate amount of pre-production in there too, which is cool. Um, but yeah, really proud of it. I loved how it came out when I first heard the mix. I was already knew it was one of those songs that recorded well. So I was like, that's cool because <laughs> there's some songs you think are great and then you record them. You're like, didn't come out as good as I thought it would, you know? <laughs> so yeah, this one I was really proud of. I just knew it, it, everything came together the right way. Well, you so. meant, you mentioned the riff on it, and I'm a drummer, and I'm all about the riff. That's what I feed on. You know, I feel like a yeah. shark when I hear the right riff, and this has definitely yeah. got it. So, let's give uh, it a let's give it a blast, man. This is great. I love it. It's brand new <laughs> from Soraya. Again, on the uh, on the phone with me, I have uh, Zuzu, the singer for Soraya, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about them. But right now, let's get you into this. You haven't heard it yet. You're about to crank it up really loud. It's called Tight Lip, this brand new single from Soraya. Oh 
And how about that? Whoa. <laughs> I like that song <laughs> a yeah. lot. Can you tell? You know what's cool, too, is, that, is the video you guys did for this thing. It's really interesting. I was going to ask you the question, what's the deal with the, with the cat heads? Or is that what they are? You know, the, with the, what's, has anybody no, asked ti- you that? Has anybody tiger asked you that? The tiger mask? Yeah, the tiger the mask. Tiger. Has anybody yeah, asked yeah. you that? Like, what's the deal with those? <laughs> no, nobody asked. It's so funny because we, uh, the director made so many of them. It's uh-huh. funny how many of them he made. And I was like, why do we need that many masks? And then I realized how many times I had to smash it at the end. And, and uh, then, of course, the actor had to wear it in the video. And then... It's just like it, it had to be smashed a number of times. So I, I understood why we had plaster casts of this mask. But it was like, you know, it was like actually a tiger mask that he painted white. And Very he, cool. um, yeah, he wanted uh, the producer had, had this idea for an interrogation type situation, a single room kind of thing um, influenced and inspired with him by like green room and you're next. And uh, for me, like it was the idea of like this other it could be. You know, the interrogator could be a, par- a part of yourself, talking to yourself. That's why it all happens in one room. Okay, okay. And, uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's a really cool – like, it's supposed to be somewhat more even of a thriller movie than it is a music video. So yeah. it's kind of more that than the actual performance parts. But uh, it came out exactly – it had great vision, and it came out exactly as I had hoped it would. So everybody was really happy with it. Well, he's a very successful producer. He's produced stuff for uh, my friends Hailstorm, amongst others, and his name is – Sam Shapson, correct? That's the yeah, uh, yeah. He's the director. The director. Wow. Sorry. Very, very cool. I, I, I again, yeah. I was, I was really wondering. Hey, you got to go to the source. You got to ask. You know, what's the deal? yeah? What's the deal with the cat heads? <laughs> I got to remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that question. <laughs> oh man, well, just again, it's just it's it's so cool. You know, I I like everything about it that I've heard so far. I mean, it just jumped on me the first time I heard it, and. You know, I'm gushing, but uh, hey, when I oh, like when I, I, I like I music, this I is. I love what, hearing that. Yeah, when so. I when I like music, this is what it's all about. This is this is me. This is what I uh, I'm passionate about. So again, yeah. great job. I'm applauding you. In the Thank studio, you, Thank you guys you. in the band. So, Thank um, you. <laughs> man, uh, I, there's just so many things I want to know about you guys because I really want to see you live. I, I, I got to do that, but uh, okay. that's usually you where, should come where it definitely. Starts. So definitely, knows? I have to come back. We'll be to in me. LA probably by the fall for sure. I would think late fall is the latest. Yeah, we're definitely being. That's one of the first places we're going back to. Any plans we, for we festivals or anything like that or this summer, perhaps? Um, our summer dates that are in. We have a summer date in June at uh, Bowery Electric. We haven't really announced it yet, only because we're not sure how many tickets we're going to be able to sell, only because it depends on where the country's at and where New York is at at that point right. with herd immunity. Um, but we are definitely doing it, and that's going to be a live show, and that's June 18th. Um, and then we have some July dates in Ohio, and I'm not 100% sure if all of them are happening. I know one or two are definitely happening, so I have to check on that. But the, the, we do have a festival booked uh in pennsylvania for october i believe we're going to europe at the end of october wow and um yeah and then november we'll probably do a mini tour around the date we already have with joan if we don't get more dates with her that month um so we're gonna have a really active fall and the later it gets in the year the more active it will be yeah um yeah you guys have been to europe before have you yeah we went to europe for the very first time ever when our album Dead Reckoning came out, we went in uh, the fall of 2017. It was right after it came out. We went to Spain and we went to Germany. We played 
a bunch of different areas of Spain. I, I'm in love with Spain. So, yeah. <laughs> and Germany was great too, but I felt like after Spain, I was still digesting and we hit Germany immediately and then we're done. And I was like, well, that was Germany, you know, kind of thing. It was like, you know, it was, it was like, you didn't really get to see much of it, but where Spain, w- we got to spend some time. So it was nice. Where was the craziest crowd of all over there? Cause you know, they go, they go mm-hmm. above and beyond in Europe as they do, you know, for rock music anyway, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. We were at actually, it seemed like a festival with so many people was, uh, oh, it was in, oh my God, it was, it was not in Madrid. It was, Outside of Madrid, oh my God, what was the name of that area? It was, it was like, uh, I have to ask my drummer. Hold on a second, this is gonna <laughs> drive me crazy. I'm not even kidding. I have to find out really quick. Hold on. What was the name of that? What was the name of that place? You Brianna, know? What was the name when we played Spain? Like where that church tower was? It made all the noise. It was a lot of people and that like big big tent. That's it, Zumarica. Okay. What is that considered? What part of the country? What is it? Basque country. That's it. Thank you. Got it. Hey, she's hello to Bri- hello uh, to Brianna too. Your drummer for me. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's uh yeah. We have like a three four pace, so we um. But she um yeah. It's a Basque country. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay, and they it's just beautiful. they just went they just went over the top over there, huh? Oh my God. It was nuts. It was so many people. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is just a regular show. Like this is a lot of people. And they loved it. They loved it. Like Great. very passionate, very into it. That's um, got really that's, exciting. That's, that's absolutely the best, man. When you're playing your own songs that you wrote and people are just digging it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they so didn't cool. know who we were. Like really at that point, we'd never yeah. been there before. There wasn't a lot of so, press over there at the time no but no in madrid we did have good press and we were on the radio in madrid and, but basque country is like a whole different area of spain so, but it was like it just was yeah it was crazy and, and it was amazing because they feed you before and they put you up it's it's really nice so it was really you. nice in basque country <laughs> they're very big rock fans in basque country so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting too. You were talking to your drummer just a moment ago too. You got a girl drummer in the band. I love that. I'm a drummer, but you know, when you got somebody like Brianna smacking the tubs back there, it's got to be that's that that's awesome. I love. There's been there's been such a huge, as you know, there's been such a huge amount of female rockers in the last couple of years, especially. It's just really, really, you know, there was a time when I was growing up where you just didn't see a whole lot of them. You had, yeah. uh, you know, you had Susie Quattro, who's got a brand new record out, which is awesome. And then you, yes. you had maybe one or two others. You had the girls from Hart and Joan, you know, the Runaways. And that was yeah. really all that you really saw. And now the last couple of years, it's been, it's been awesome, you know, with so many girl yeah. rockers, you know? I think I think you'll be surprised as we go on, um, like mostly at Jones shows that when we open for Joan, the amount of young girls that come from like schools of rock and just her, they'll tell me, they'll be like, I play guitar and they'll be like six years old and they're wearing their little leather jacket, like they're badasses. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of girls who are playing instruments and coming up and talking to us now. Like, I don't, I don't know what the case was before I can only speak for now, but it was, there's a lot, there's a lot. And it, to me, that's always a testament to the idea that like, you know, doesn't matter. You can do anything you want, whoever you are, whatever gender you are, you can do what you want. Like, as long as my whole thing is just be good at it, like, you know, or work, work your way up to being good at it. Like, you know, don't ever just want to hold a guitar or want to like, we start out that way, but like, I, I don't know. I, I just honor music so much and I, um, 
you know, if I have a terrible show or my voice just isn't behaving like, like I want it to, it really hurts me. Like it really messes me up. So I, I just, and I don't have that expectation with others, but I admire it. Like, um, Brianna's an amazing drummer. Yeah, like she, she, brings, she rocks. Yeah. She brings such a, a, like a different taste to different songs. It's, it's really nice. It's always a surprise. Like, you know, you expect her to do this one thing and she always surprises you. And you're like, wow. Like that's, that's somebody who's like very conscious and in the moment of what the song's doing. So that's, that's inspiring to the people around you too, you know? So yeah. it's, it's great. Really great. Well, I have a theory about why there's so many of them right now, because, you know, everybody wants to rebel a little bit, right? And back in the day, you know, they were, they were trying to steer girls one way and then all of a sudden we don't have music programs in school anymore. And that's where I learned how to play. You know, when I was a kid, you know, the, yeah. I took drum lessons in school and it just kind of went after that. But they, yeah. they, they now all the public schools and everything like that, they've cut all these programs and people are just kind of on their own to find something. And you know, what's more rebellious than rock and roll. That's what it started yeah. out at. So, yep. you know, yep. you got a lot of, you got a lot of rocking girls out there and a lot of rocking guys. But you know, again, my point is there's so many, girl rockers out there that are just yeah. kicking ass and i love it yeah i love it yeah me you know? too <laughs> me too junk man my girlfriend's doing been doing that for a while and she's she was kind of a big trailblazer out here in la about oh. uh, getting girls involved she started a band called the iron maidens which is all female iron wow Maiden girls. i've and, heard of them yeah, 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 yeah she's the one that started them and uh, wow. she's got a metal band out right now and she's just you know what there's girls that come to the show and they're like you're just amazing. It's just, they love, you know, I, I go to a lot of shows myself and I see, you know, there's more and more and more girls on every festival bill, you know, that are that Good. are either, you know, <laughs> just playing in a band or they're just singing, you know, fronting the band. And I just love yeah. it, you know, so. Yeah. It's yeah. just awesome. Cool. I like what you do. So let's Thank crank you. out some more music. To, um, you know what? I know the flip side of this uh, particular, uh, of Tight Lipped is... Uh, I call it the flip side because that's what they used to be when they had it came out with a single. You can tell <laughs> cool. how old I you can tell how old I am, right? Um, you guys, you guys redid an old Aerosmith song. You did Angel with Jesse Wagner on it too, which yes. is kind of cool. Yep. How, you know, how'd you guys get hooked up with Jesse? Well, it's funny because you know we're on the same label, and uh, Jesse had called me to ask me. We had just had our release, and she was just kind of trying to find out. She knew she was having a release in October, so she just wanted to talk to me about how to navigate like with experience I had with releasing a record and, you know, kind of how to do a timeline kind of stuff. Like she already kind of knew a lot of things, but mostly she was calling about how to book tour, but she just wanted some advice and, you know, and we ended up talking for a while just about everything about what was going on in the world. And then all of a sudden at the end of the call, she's like, we should do a duet together sometime. And I was like, I've never done that with anybody. Like I've sang with people and I've sang backup for people, but I've never, uh, duetted with someone in my band like i've never brought somebody in to do that and i i was kind of like oh yeah sure maybe you know it was just an idea and then it's like i don't know all of a sudden this one day a few days later it just struck me i'm like i should we should do that we should do it like it just hit me like out of nowhere and i called her and i said why don't you just give me some songs that you have never done with anybody else and you want to do and angel by aerosmith was one of those songs and it's funny because all I thought was when I was a kid and I was on the boardwalk, they had like these singing booths and I sang the song and I was ho horrible. Like I always went for harmonies at that point. Like I never knew how to sing the melody and I just, I was terrible. And I, I remember listening to it and being like, I didn't know I sounded that awful. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, it was like kind of redemption to, to, you know, just do it again. Gotta and, get it right this time. Yeah. So <laughs> and I just help. really for, for, 
for social media back in last July. We were just like, let's put something out. Let's do a duet. And it was got so many views. Uh, it just made sense that, you know, we always do the B-side is always a cover song when we yeah. do the singles. So um, it just made sense to me. She was on our label. We had such good reaction from it. Why not put it on the B-side of our next single? So that's what we did. Well, it's a great job. I love it. Um, it, it it's great. You know, I'm a big Aerosmith Thank fan you. like everybody is, you know? And it's just <laughs> it's nice to hear a different take on it, and you girls just rocked it. So let's uh, let's you. give it a spin. Again, this is brand new from Soraya. It's uh, the B-side or the flip side or whatever you want to call it, the, uh, the, the second single, I guess, you know? Yes. It's a double-sided yep. single. See, I keep referring back to the the actual vinyl because that's basically it, you know. And uh, yeah. it's a it's a cover of uh, Angel from Aerosmith again, featuring Jesse Wagner as well. Uh, we'll be back with Zuzu in just a moment, and here we go, crank it.
And there you go. Wow, nice job. Thank you. <laughs> nice job. I think Steven Tyler will be quite proud of that. And unless he's actually said that he is, you know, has he listened to it or are you, I have no idea. I, I, I he hope has. he has heard it. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps his ear to the ground, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, I would hope so. He's an interesting guy. Now, again, you guys are getting a lot of press, man. I'm reading, like, press from David Frick from Rolling Stone and other people like that. Or, you know, I, I listen to little Steven's Underground Garage quite a bit, and you've had, you know, they have a thing called the coolest song in the world. Now, you guys have yeah. had ten of those. Not one, not two. You've had ten. Um, that's gotta mean, that's gotta mean a lot to you. Yeah, of course it does. I'll never forget the very first one, Love Like Voodoo. I, it's funny cause we wrote this album and, and I basically, that was the only song Travis and I had co-written together. Every other one was with like Grammy award-winning songwriters and Steven loved that one. So I, he loved the whole album, but he, he loved that one as the coolest song. So it was, um, you know, it was, it was, I remember, you know, driving to, this hill where you could see the moon where it first debuted on his station. So, I mean, like it's, it never gets dull. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of success thanks to him actually with a lot of songs that probably no one would have never heard of, or we would have recorded, but maybe never heard of. And then we signed with them in 16. So yeah. that's, that was great. But now, yeah, how, did that, how did that happen? How did you get hooked up with, with him and uh, wicked cool records? Well, we were at the time, oddly enough, um, we were just in the studio a ton with this producer and he worked for John Bon Jovi. So uh, little Steven happened to be at one of those shows, I think Madison Square Garden. And he brought this song that we had co-written together called Runaround and like very much in the vein of like Gloria, like, you know, Gloria. Right, right. Um, very much in the vein of that, very 60s oriented. Um, we were just messing around with a lot of different styles because we were constantly just going in the studio and recording, recording, recording for like three years. And we needed to do that. We needed to work on, uh, you know, our style, like what we were trying, what we were, we were just emerging, like kind of figuring out who we were. And Stephen, uh, he gave Stephen a copy of Runaround. He thought Stephen would love that. And Stephen called me for a meeting, not even a few days later. And I went to New York and I sat with him and we talked for three hours about everything, about rock and roll, about the and he between. And he will. He loves it. <laughs> he, yeah, he's a music guy. And Big it was time. great because he just told me what he thought. He loved run around. He's like, let's do a B side, maybe a live. And we were talking then about signing with the label. And then it just, um, after that, like, you know, then it was like John Bon Jovi got interested. And anyway, we ended up making an album. It took like a couple of years too. So, you know, by then, um, Steven finally, when the record was done, came out and saw us and, you know, just kept his eye on us, produced us a few times, and then eventually signed our back catalog and signed us to a new record. And the first record we did with them was Dead Reckoning. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a weird time. It was like around 11, I guess, 2011. And it, it took till 13 is when we released uh, In the Valley of Love and Guns, which mm -hmm. we, a lot of it was co-written with uh, John Bon Jovi and Billy Falcon, um, Obi O'Brien, and me and Travis wrote Love Like Voodoo. And, you know, that he loved that album and he just kept his eye on us the next couple of years before we ended up working with him. So for good, yeah, <laughs> at least wow. for now for good. So, Talk about surrounding uh, yourself with good company, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird how it happened. It like all happened in like one big bang. It was strange. It was like, um, Stephen was interested. And then, uh, we went out to LA, we came out to LA just to do a bunch of shows. Uh, wish I and, known. <laughs> um, yeah, this was back in God, like 2000, it was 11. So it was like 10 years ago. And, 
Um, Wes Scantlin from Puddle of Mud heard our demo and also got interested. And we ended up doing this. We hooked up with him for a few months. And then that. He was kind of crazy. He was kind of crazy back then. I was out in L.A. almost every night in 2011. Uh, Wes was going through some things, you might say. Yeah. But, uh, but he was yeah. out all the time. I would always see him. But uh, yeah, man, I can't believe I missed you. I must have. I must have you know, been in the neighborhood when you guys were around here. Cause in 2011, I was out in LA seeing a show just about every night, but, uh, yeah, we're baby band at that point. We're really <laughs> just really kind of working on our craft at that point. It's funny. Well, so it was weird that all that happened at, all at once. And then, yeah. And after that, it's like, it was just a whirlwind because there was a period where we were like, uh, showcasing a lot mm-hmm. before Steven, uh, you know, when we were, made this record and then we were showcasing a lot in New York and for like a year, it seemed like, and then it just kind of fell apart and we regrouped and that's when Steven kind of swooped in in a good way. I shouldn't say swooped in. It was kind of like, he just was there and, uh, and yeah. And then he started, he produced, he produced our live show and, uh, we worked on that for a couple of years. And then I remember, uh, Dennis, his label head came out and saw us a bunch of times that summer or 16. And then, we signed by fall of 16. We we're on the road already and we started recording with them in January. So, wow, what a great yeah. story. I mean, great you got, journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving this. You know, it's, just yeah. good, it's amazing how to make it as a rock band. You know, first, got to be good. <laughs> yeah. Two, you got to have yeah. some hooks, you know. Three, yeah. you know, it's just, you got to know the right people. And it's just, it's so awesome. And then again, tour, tour, tour on top of that. So, yeah. You know. And keep working on bang on your craft. That's what it, we just kept yep. writing, writing, writing. Like, you know, you, you heard the songs that, that Stephen played, but there were so many written that were, I don't think ever saw the light of day, but we played a million times out. You know what I mean? It's just, yep. just wrote. Like, we just wanted to write and get better. And, and it was like, you know, I'm going to be honest and be like, I'm genuinely a lazy person by nature, but it's just like that, you know, there's periods where that's, that was just so important and, and we just played so much. Um, but the pressure like for me works like knowing I have a deadline or knowing this has to be in by this time, or, you know, we should be here by this point kind of thing that helps like having like mini goals all along and, you know, you never really hit them, but you hit something else on the way, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's what rock and roll is all about. Just Absolutely. Flexing, pivoting, and like just yeah. shooting for something or other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You keep hitting, somebody's going to fall eventually, right? Yeah. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> tell us where people can find out more information about you. Obviously, you got a, uh, it, I wanted to make sure that people spell the name of the band right first. It's S O R A I A, Soraya. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, it, which you told me off the air that it means something really, really cool. Can you, uh, can you go back on that again and, and let, yeah. Yeah. So it's actually my first name, my first legal name. And, um, it's actually based off this, uh, one of the stars in the Pleiades constellation. It was actually called Thuraya. It's like T H U R R A Y A. And it's, uh, it was one of the brightest, most considered the guiding star in the, uh, star of that constellation. And, you know, I always thought it applied to the group, like, um, that, you know, the group together can be a very powerful energy more so than, the one person on their own, no matter how talented or good they are. It's like when the group comes together, it's such a powerful eruption of energy. And that's what to me is rock and roll. Um, you know, so yeah, so I felt like it really was a great name to give to the band as well. And that it was more of a unit and wasn't just me or just the guitarist of the time or something. So I just like the idea and the purpose behind it, just how empowering it is and how, um, 
strong it is. It's strong. It's got sure. some pride to it. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's what it means. And plus, um, my father's Arabic was Egyptian, and that was a very popular Egyptian name, Arabic name. Um, so, yeah. It's a great story. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, it, you hear different band names and you're wondering where they came from. This one's different. I like it. I, I just, again, it makes all the sense in the world right there. So, um, yeah. I want to play some more music for our people. But before I do that, I want to find out, uh, again, with the website that you guys have, it's uh, S O R A I A. I got that right again, didn't I? Yes. Um, yep. Dot com. I mean, Soraya.com. Would that be the yep. the way to start? That's and then, the main one. And yep. Wicked, and that has Wicked all the cool tour records. dates. Wicked Cool Records, obviously. Their, yep. uh, Their band com. camp. And then uh, yeah. all the social medias. Are you guys into tons of those social media? I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, our, our handle is always Soraya Rocks. One word. S-O-R-A-I-A-R-O-C-K-S. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all Soraya Rocks. Cool. Cool. Get yep. on it, people. I'm telling you, this is this is what you want for 2021. This is rock and roll. So thanks. Um, I want to go back to the uh, Dig Your Roots record again, and this song. I think this may be the one that first got my attention, and uh, it's called Dangerous. Um, yes. And that you mm-hmm. are. <laughs> <laughs> you are a rock and roll lady. Um, tell us <laughs> a little bit about that song. Dangerous. Yeah, um, I uh, that one was like we knew that we wanted that beginning to be like an eruption. So and and I used to love like that like early two thousands like garage rock. Like I loved hearing like the White Stripes, uh, the the Vines, Jet, even a little bit, a little more rock and roll, but still in that genre time period. I love that they like just seem like these wild like bands like you know and they'd start out with that like war cry and so i wanted to start with that same idea and i wanted to start the record the whole album with that war cry and so dangerous was like you know basically about that like you know trying to be the badass that like the badass woman that i know i can be and and talking to all the people that didn't think i was as much of a badass as i am so it's it's kind of like that's what it's about (laughs) cool Yes. Makes sense to me. And then it rocks. So <laughs> on Thank top you. of that. <laughs> so Suzu, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, man, you I, too. Really, I cannot wait to, to come and see you live. I really want to go and uh, sit down with you guys and some other time. And uh, when next time you guys are out in L.A. or wherever, I will I will seek you out and find you not like uh, like a stalker would. But you know, <laughs> I would uh, I will go through the proper avenues just so that we can speak again, because it's been a real pleasure. Totally cool. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Thanks, Junkman. We'll do that. So hang on the line just for a second. Again, from uh, their record, Dig Your Roots, this is Soraya with Dangerous. Check out their new single again that we played earlier. Go get it. It's uh, called Tight Lipped, and it's uh, available on all platforms. You can find it. But uh, right now, again, from 2020, this is Dangerous from Soraya.
there you go. Brand new from Soraya, actually from 2020. That one's called Dangerous. And my thanks to Zuzu Mansour, singer for the band, for calling in and talking with us here. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, uh, check them out when they come to a city near you. In the near future, it's coming. It's going to happen. Again, Soraya. Very excited about this next release, man. We've been all waiting for it for a long time. We've watched this kid grow up. You know, the son of Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> it's not going to suck. <laughs> this kid's got skills. And I'm telling you, it's uh, he's got a great sense of humor and a great attitude about a lot of things. And he plays every instrument on this record. This is brand new from... Wolfgang Van Halen, the name of the band is Mammoth WVH, and the song is You're to Blame, right here on Junk Band Radio. Enjoy this.
Junk Man Radio. Just rocking, man. Oh, I'm telling you. I, I get to the point where I just, I got to sit back for a second and shut up, and then I realize, oh, shit, the microphone's on. <laughs> Some of this stuff just stops me dead in my tracks, and right there, that's the latest from the Michael Schenker Group. And Drilled to Kill. Ralph Sheepers on the vocals. Derek Sherinian playing back and forth with the great Michael Schenker on guitar. Wow. Unbelievable. Keyboardist Derek Sherinian has been around, and I'm telling you, it's funny hearing like his his match on guitar as opposed to him on keyboards. No? It's amazing. Uh, the first time I heard that particular song, the same thing happened. I just I just like, oh, <laughs> this is great. But anyway, that's the latest from them. Hopefully going to see them out on the road sometime. That would be great. Maybe not with everybody, but, I mean, you know, Michael Schenker for sure. Absolutely. You know, but uh, the record's great. It's cool. Did a nice little write-up on it. You can see it over at VintageRock.com, who I'll be talking about in just a little bit. Started that set out with a brand new one from Mammoth WVH. That's, of course, Wolfgang Van Halen and his band. And You're to Blame. Isn't that a great song? Wolfgang plays each and every song on there. He plays all the instruments, I should say, on every song on there. Pretty cool, huh? Black Smoke Trigger, another band that I really, really like. Caught in the Undertow. I like those guys a lot. Cool band out of New Zealand. Very, very cool. Uh, Played the latest from Smith Cotson. That's Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden and Richie Cotson. Doing Taking My Chances, and their Smith Cotson record is out in full as we speak. Go get it. Another junk band approved record for 2021. Hailstorm <laughs> and Uncomfortable. They've got a whole bunch of product that they're getting ready to release again this year, too. Too. Everybody has been busy, man. Everybody's busy, which is great. I love it. That's I guess the best thing about the lockdown is that a lot of the musicians were able to really lock down and write new material, which I'm all about. And you're going to hear it first right here at Junk Band Radio. That's for sure. You know, it's, uh, I have definitely <laughs> scooped many of the radio stations everywhere for a lot of this music. You know, I'm playing it before they are. And that's kind of cool. All right, I dug through the crates a little bit for the DLR album. That's David Lee Roth. And David put out this great record just called DLR in 1998, or the DLR band. And uh, the band featured my pal Ray Luzier, who plays drums for Korn, and on guitar on that thing, one John Lowry, who's also known as John Five. You see him playing with Rob Zombie right now. And uh, his solo record as well. He's just an amazing talent and a really, really nice guy. But just totally ripping it up on that one. It was called Slam Dunk. And again, finished with uh, Michael Schenker Group. The new Michael Schenker Group. And Drilled to Kill. I'm having a ball playing you all kinds of tunes. So much new music to play for you guys. I've been playing just... It's funny. When I started doing Junk Band Radio, I was just playing stuff that I love. But there's been such a bombardment of new rock and roll that has really become the focus of the show, which is interesting to me. I never thought I'd be the guy that's bringing you stuff first, but I happen to be doing just that. But, you know, hey, you can be sure. I'll be digging in the crates as well. Try to give you a little mix of both. But uh, this one I know you're going to love. Of course, everybody loves the Foo Fighters. 
It's like America's favorite band right now, you know? You know, back in the 70s, it was, you, know, you knew every song, you know, by Steve Miller Band or, you know, people like that, you know, Fleetwood Mac, you know? And now we've got the Foo Fighters that I don't know anybody that doesn't like them. This is new from them. It's called No Son of Mine from the Foo Fighters on Junkman Radio. The work of villains, the will of fools If you believe it, it must be true No son of mine, no son of mine
Oh, yeah, baby. Junkman Radio. Green Day. That's from their latest. It's called Father of All Motherfuckers. Probably my favorite album title in quite a while. For obvious reasons, you know. But, I mean, Green Day is just another one of those bands that not resting on their laurels at all. Just keep coming back and getting better and better and better and better every record. Man, it's amazing. Another band like that started the set. The Foo Fighters, that's right, No Son of Mine. Isn't that a cool song? I like it, man. Again, they are another one of those bands that just keeps coming out with quality product, and everybody loves them. So that's a good thing, instead of everybody hating it, you know? There are those that hate, and I'm sure there's at least one or two people that don't like the Foo Fighters, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> Allison Chains played again, was thinking about um, their lead singer, the original lead singer, uh, Lane Staley, just the other day. And uh, you know what? That particular song didn't get a whole... It wasn't one of their more popular songs, but it's one of the ones that gets me fired up every time I hear it. So, again, um, again is the name of that one from Alice in Chains. And again, I tell you about it, right? <laughs> uh, Sometimes I'm, I'm still all about the music. You know, Some, I turn on the on the microphone and I'm not ready to say because I'm still listening. How about that? I'm not ready to say what I'm feeling because I'm still hearing the song that was just playing or a couple of songs before it. Still getting my, my wrapping my mind about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah. I was just, wow, I thought it was just you, junk man. <laughs> That's what you're saying to yourself. I thought you were just out of your head. Nah, well, maybe in a way, yeah. <laughs> All right, I played Cherie Curry from her awesome, awesome Boulevards of Splendor record. That one was called Mr. X, and it features Slash and Duff from Guns N' Roses on it. And, of course, uh, Matt Sorum, who produced the record. Great record. One of uh, one of the ones I highly recommend, and the Cherie is just, she's an awesome lady. She just keeps doing cool stuff after cool stuff after cool stuff. And her son... Um, Jake, Jake Hayes is his name. He's just an amazing guy. He's been doing all this artwork and directing videos for his cousin and his band. Uh, Lavara is the name of the band. I'll have to play some of them, too. That features uh, Trevor Lukather, son of Steve Lukather, who you know from the band Toto and from being just this awesome guitar player on just about every record that was recorded in L.A. in the 70s, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's Jake's cousin. And... That family is just putting out just this amazing stuff, like be it music, be it artwork, 
be it video. Um, just, man, it's incredible. But, yeah, Jake's been directing Lavara, which is uh, Trevor's band. And, uh, man, you know, again, he's been directing their videos, and they look really cool. And it's just, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Just because people are doing cool things these days, contrary to what you think, you know? It's a big world out there, and there's a lot of very productive people that are doing really positive stuff. So I just thought I'd tip my cap to them. Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Yep. That is from the first record they did with their new singer, Jeff Gutt, who does a great job, man. He's a killer, killer front man. And the, the name of the song is The Meadow. I hope you like that. I played the Black Moods, who were on uh, the Junk Band radio show here recently. And uh, a great song by them from their latest record, Sunshine, is called Bad News. And then I finished that set up with Green Day with Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. All right, I'm feeling good today. Let's feel great. Had a great weekend. And uh, playing all this great tunes right here at the studio. Just all kinds of things going on. I'm getting messaged by people. I got a nice sandwich here. <laughs> Life is good. I'm pretty, you know what? All it takes is good rock and roll, some good food, good friends. That's what it's all about. And speaking of friends, it's time to salute some of our sponsors. One of the sponsors that we uh, really, really cannot thank enough are our friends at VintageRock.com. VintageRock.com is a killer website. About everything vintage and rock. No, rock music. Uh, old, new, new releases, old releases, re-releases, all kinds of things. There's articles of which, you know, I contribute to them as well. And a lot of other writers from around the world. And it's just a great place to go visit. So I suggest you do. And what we do is here at Junkman Radio, I like to salute them every show for supplying us with music. And I usually pick out a particular band or a genre under the vintage rock, you know, genre as well. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for, I guess. And uh, we play it. We play six songs for them. So I call it the vintagerock.com six-pack. So here you go. Today I've decided to, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to do salute new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members T-Rex, even though, you know, what had happened the last time around, and I know they're getting ready for a whole new slew of new ones, the last one, T-Rex finally got in, and uh, very well deserved. Just a killer band that influenced so many others. Mark Boland, of course, leading them. And uh, let's do it. Six songs from T-Rex. It's the VintageRock.com six-pack here on Junk Band Radio. Let's start it out with a bang, shall we? Teeth of the high. 
Baby, I've got that uneasy 
Junk Man Radio. Wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack with T-Rex. That's right, Mark Poland and friends. Um, some of those friends included Flo and Eddie. Did you know that? The amazing Flo and Eddie are singing background on, you know, the high, squealy background vocals on a lot of those songs, man. I didn't know that until I read the um, the liner notes and, of course, uh, the book that um, that they wrote about that particular band. There's been a couple of them, actually. There's a, there's a book about the Turtles, which were basically, you know, Flo and Eddie were the singers for Mark, or Mark, uh, or Kalen. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, the singers um, singing background on them and how they met in England and just became friends and that was it, you know? So that's the way things were like in the 70s, you know? People would say, hey, come on over. I'm recording this record. Come on over and, and sing background on it. And the next thing you know, it's out as a single and, you know, who knows? <laughs> anyway, six songs in a row from T-Rex. Bravo to them for finally being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I could think of about 300 more bands that deserve to be there as well. But, you know, hey, they got that one right. So it's pretty cool. Uh, he started things out with Get It On, Bang a Gong, probably the biggest hit for the band T-Rex, which is basically two guys, you know, but for the most part, they've, they've had other people, as I mentioned, helping them along. Just wanted to get that out there. I also played Telegram Sam, another one of my faves from them. I love that song. Uh, another one, Ride a White Swan. Most of these songs were from the Electric Warrior record, although a few from the slider and here and there. The, um, unfortunately, T-Rex only recorded a few records. Mark Boland, of course, the leader of the band, unfortunately died in a car wreck way too early and, uh, you know, really didn't get as much product out there as he should. You know, although over the years, you know, they've had so many re-releases and, of course, movies like Billy Elliot. Have you watched Billy Elliot, the movie? They use a lot of T-Rex music in there. At least two of them, like I know Born to Boogie, which I played, is uh, is in that movie. I also played the trio of hits I love. There was a time, Raw Ramp, my favorite, and uh, Hot Love played that. Also did 20th Century Boy, finishing things up with a six-pack of T-Rex. Wow. So many thoughts go in my head. Can you tell? I'm thinking about stuff and then trying to tell you over the microphone and just not working today. My head's not queued up to my voice today. But, you know, hey, I guess we all have days like that, right? <laughs> I took a couple of weeks off. Can you tell? <laughs> all right. Well, you know, in that time, we've got a brand new record from Cactus. Cactus, of course. Uh, featured my good friend Carmine Apiece on the drums and still does. And uh, they put out some great records in the 1970s. And they've come out with a brand new one entitled Tightrope. And here's the title track to it. I think you're going to like it. Brand new from Cactus here on Junkman Radio.
Junkman Radio with some fine rock and roll from a good friend, Mitch Perry, and the Mitch Perry Group. St. Valentine, the name of that one. Isn't that cool? That's from their latest Music Box. One of my favorite, actually it was my favorite record of 2020. Man, just a great job all the way around. That's just a cool, cool record. Get it. Get it. I'm telling you. If my opinion means anything to you, if I say it's cool, it's cool, dude. Trust me. All right, I started that set something brand new from Cactus. That's right, called Tightrope. Title track of that particular record. Carmine Apiece leading that band into the, I don't know what they call it now, the Roaring Twenties. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, Cactus has been around for a long time, since the 70s. They were very, very influential in terms of progressive rock and things like that. And, um, you know, it's the original band, I uh, do believe, featured the late, great uh, Tim Bogert. Um, Carmine's mate through all kinds of bands, including, of course, Vanilla Fudge uh, and Jeff Beck Bogert in a piece and, you know, just other things like that. And it's, uh, I don't know, there's just been a lot of deaths lately, so I don't really even want to get into it. I just thought I'd mention it. So, All right. Uh, after Cactus, I went way back in the, in the day with Blackstone Cherry. Blackstone Cherry has put out so many records, and that's from one of their earlier ones. It's called Please Come In. It's just got that great guitar riff on it. That band is all about the riff. But, man, great players, good guys from Kentucky, USA. Blackstone Cherry, again, Please Come In. My boys from Columbus, Ohio, south of Eden. That's from their EP, and it's called Solo. Great stuff. Man, that band knows how to rock. They will be coming to a town near you eventually. Um, Go check them out. They're called South of Eden. And I cannot wait to get to hang with those guys. They're just good people and a great rock band. So keep an eye out for them. Tesla, good people as well. And Modern Day Cowboy. One of the very, very cool records they made back in the 80s. And uh, they continue to do so. And again, finished up that set with Mitch Perry Group and St. Valentine. All right, I'm Junk Man, and I am out of here for today. I hope you enjoyed uh, Junk Man Radio here. Keep listening. Tell all your friends all about it. Drop me a line sometime at uh, at Junk Man at uh, JunkmanRadio at gmail.com. Let me know uh, what you think of the show. Going to have a lot more guests coming on in future shows, so get ready for that. I'm going to leave you with some people that actually were guests on the show here recently. Actually, one of them was, anyway. We're talking about the band The Mylars. And Danny Roselle, who's a singer and bassist for uh, The Mylars, talked all about the band and what they got going on. This is from their latest. This is called Satellite Girls. I'm Junk Man. I'll see you next time. Enjoy The Mylars. And every bit of junk band radio. See ya! She's got the radio blasting out the cure, fashion salad for the season. She's got a nuclear warhead pointed at her brain for a reason. A selfie
Jump, right? 